What's up? What's up? Feel to the real project. Oh, feel to the real project. Excuse me. <laughs> That's all right. Can you guys tell that I'm black and sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Another episode of Feel to the Real Podcast. Yes, yes. Um, closely related, but not to be confused with Feel to the Real Project. Yeah. Um, first, we got to start off with apologizing for last week, Stephanie, because and I'm going to take all of the blame for this because I just got no. a little too ahead of myself and I thought I was going to use another program for our audio <laughs> and I was going to slice it all up and have it all looking and sounding good. <laughs> yeah, I crashed and burned with that one. <laughs> I can't put it all on you. It's not all on you. Although I have to say that's your lane, not mine. Right. <laughs> No, no, we uh, we we truly apologize. We appreciate oh, all of you yeah, all yeah. listening. Um, Hopefully, weekly. some people caught up last week. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, folks, we get to go back and listen to uh, some of our prior episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, wait, it's only two. It's only but two, still, but that's okay. Listen, they were listen good. to both of them. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah. uh, I recorded an apology uh, the other day when I realized that we wouldn't be able to put that episode out. So. Again, we truly apologize. It was a good episode. We had a lot of good content. Yeah, um, we yeah. ain't agree all like the last time. <laughs> but look, we ain't gonna agree today. Nope. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, well, let's kick off who's really right. Who's really right? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say me. I'm, I'm, right. I'm really right. Oh, whatever. We already uh, know. We right. already, everybody, y'all know. Y'all know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let's start off with let, okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about goats. Yep. Right. Yep. And so you know, your goat was Michael Jordan, and mine happened to be is. old Goat James. Because he is. So he got he got Michael, he got goat Michael. he got goat in his name. Old no. Goat Goat James. Well, well, <laughs> I I ain't even gonna go there. <laughs> Too much ammo with that one, Jared. I'm gonna just let that. <laughs> well, you know what that led us to, though. Uh, <laughs> some of the, the the best coaching and player tandems, man. And so, so, yeah, I want to hear what yours is because I'm almost sure where you're gonna go with this thing. And okay, so so let me just off the rip. I, I just gotta. There's a disclaimer in this because the reason I even wanted to do this uh, topic was because. Hands down, I don't like them, neither one of them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are the best tandem in the NFL ever. Okay. Okay. We I, got I, I, as much as I dislike the both of them, I, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> okay. And we so, didn't told the people we wasn't going to agree. We didn't agree on the first one. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. That's because it's hard to argue with that. I don't know. It's, it's not. I, I think that's that's not even debatable. No. So, but now let's go to the NBA because here we go again. I feel like the greatest tandem of coach and player, of course, is Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. 
I'm sorry. I need you to explain to me how you can even argue with that. Okay. So let's take it back to the first that we both agreed on. Mm -hmm. We agreed on Bill Belichick and we agreed on uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Excuse me. Yep, yep, yep. So their legacies are inextricably linked. (laughs) Yeah. Tom Brady has not won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Right. And Bill Belichick has not won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady as a head coach. Correct. Because we know he he was a defense coordinator with the Giants when they had that great defense. But as a head coach, right? Right, right. Okay, so Phil and Mike. Mm-hmm. Now, using that same logic and criteria, mm-hmm. has Michael Jordan won a, a championship with any other coach? No. Has Phil Jackson won a, a championship with any <laughs> other player? Okay. Um, okay. I'm just answering your question. Yes, because I'm ready make to you go. Mm. No, this doesn't make me go mm. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Because what was the person that you're talking about that Phil Jackson won championships with, I assume, is Kobe Bryant. Yes. But he and a host was, of other players. Okay, but but let's be let's be serious here now. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant was I guess I want to say a, a mini baby Michael Jordan in ways when it came to Playing for Phil Jackson. Okay. So I I think that's it's the Bill Belichick thing. I can plug anybody in. Nah, but Bill, Bill, the the one year that Matt Castle was the quarterback of the Patriots, and I think that was the only year that it wasn't him and Tom Brady. That it wasn't him and Tom Brady. When he went eleven and five, but they did not make the playoffs that year. Okay, but it was not because they didn't have a good year. I mean, it just wasn't better than the exactly. other teams that made the playoffs. Exactly. That's all. But I proceed to me that still speaks to them as a tandem. I think you can recognize the greatness in all of the. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that Michael Jordan was great because I'd be lying. <laughs> Thank you. I can't That's say good. that Phil Jackson wasn't great. Obviously, mm-hmm. because he's he's won with multiple teams and multiple players. Correct. And I can't say that Kobe Bryant wasn't, you know, wasn't isn't great. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think that when you think about them being tandems, mm-hmm. and and maybe we could break it up, but I think that you would have to put Phil in the lane by himself and not compare him as a tandem because he was able to win with more than just one type of player. Now, you could also say on the flip side of that is that how great was Phil if he only won with all-time great players? <laughs> oh, you were on for that. <laughs> I mean, no, really. Like, I, but he had like Jordan. Mm-mm. Because let's look at your GOAT. Oh, oh GOAT James? Look, listen. Your GOAT. Your GOAT. Not the his, GOAT. Your GOAT. My GOAT. Your he GOAT. Is, whoever his coach is, that's the best tandem. <laughs> that Him, doesn't even make sense. His, his coach can be a mop bucket, a shovel. They're the best tandem. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Listen. I, <laughs> not a mop bucket. A mop bucket. It might as well have been. Um, 
Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> well, I like saying. her exposure. Okay. Well, okay. I'm just gonna leave that alone. Um, <laughs> but he's a many riles. What? Okay. Let's not go there. We're okay, gonna stay yeah, on that. Okay. I'm he, sorry. He's stretching. He's stretching <laughs> real hard. It's just because he wears loose in his head, like uh-huh. don't run. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let us be clear. But no, my point being that he is like your goat is you saying Phil could stand alone, but I just don't see him. I don't know. I don't think he would have had the success he had without Michael Jordan. He wouldn't have even been able to coach a kid like Kobe Bryant without a Michael Jordan. So he is is something special about that, the two of them. And even as recently as last October, Phil Jackson himself even said that Michael Jordan was his not favorite, but he was like he was more coachable. Oh, between him and Kobe, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can see that. If you look at like some of those practice tapes of Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. He was more coachable. So mm-hmm. I just can't I can't say I don't know. I just I don't see it. I don't see Phil Jackson without Michael Jordan and what Jordan was able to produce for him and even help him to grow into as a coach. Um, the same See, thing with Belichick and Tom Brady to me. Even though I don't feel like Tom Brady would have been half the player he is without Belichick, it's the same kind of, I guess, thing. So, and th- this is where I have to, I, I kind of have to disagree. And I, and I understand the case that you're trying to make, but not trying Michael to. Jordan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Michael Jordan had a coach before Phil Jackson that he did not win a championship with. Okay. He got with Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. No, that's, no. that's another, that's another conversation. No, oh, yeah. And he won three championships. Okay. Then, you know, he took his hiatus, won three more. Okay. After the abbreviated season, mm-hmm. won three more. <laughs> Phil, everybody leaves Chicago together. Yeah. Phil makes his way to L.A., mm-hmm. wins Five. a few. No, three. Did they win three? Three, three. And they lost mm-hmm. that fourth one. Mm-hmm to the Detroit Pistons, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Phil leaves the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They dabble in mediocrity. Mm-hmm. He comes back, wins more. Okay. So all of that, to me, speaks to the greatness of Phil Jackson, not Michael Jordan and not necessarily Kobe. Just in talking about tandems, I'm not trying to diminish them as... They are in the conversation of the goats. Mm-hmm. But so the flip side of this argument for me is that, you know, I just talked about old goat James and how oh, God. he's never had, <laughs> <laughs> he's not how he could, you know, take a, a mop bucket and the shovel and <laughs> go to the championship. He's never had a legendary coach like Phil Jackson. No, he hasn't. So he can't be a part of a tandem. So you can't bring him up in this conversation as much I, as you'd I, I, like to. As much as I would want to. I, I, 
I legitimately cannot. cannot bring him up in this conversation. I feel like I'm going to have plenty of opportunities to bring him up <laughs> in the future. How do so, I know that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I will table I will table the LeBron talk for right now, but Okay. So who's your goat tandem? My goat tandem is Greg, I mean, yeah, Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. And not Tim. You know, I was going to say, I was going to say David Robson. I think I said that yesterday too. We, yeah. We briefly discussed this. Yeah. I'm going to take Tim Duncan. Oh, not Timmy. <laughs> you got to take Tim Duncan. The big fundamental. Because okay. he wasn't a flashy player, but he uh-huh. got, he got it done. And they won five championships together. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But if there's ever a case where you got to talk about people being around you. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, you think he would listen? I do not. I do not take away from this man's fundamental ability to play the game of basketball because that's what it was. It wasn't flash. It wasn't any of that. He was a uh-huh. solid utilitarian type player, right? But he would not have been able to do that without a Tony Parker or a Manu Ginobili or a David Robinson. Or no, no. So I, I definitely agree with that. But the only reason why I use them as tandem is because together they won more championships together as a pair than all of those other players. Because Tony Parker came after that first championship, I yeah. believe. Yeah. David Robinson left. He only mm-hmm. got two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard came later. He only got two. Right. Or no. What? One. One or two. One. 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 Um, we're not going to talk about the one that the Golden State Warriors stole a couple years ago. And we're not. Zaza, Petrullius. We're, we're, that, we're, yeah. <clears throat> brought us yeah. Okay. Well, we'll pass yeah. that. But mm-hmm. there's more. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so yeah. I, all of those other players definitely were essential. And I'm not, ta- I'm not taking anything away from them. But like only the, re- the reason why I, I said tandem using those two is because they, they won a lot of championships. They won five together as a tandem. Mm-hmm. And I don't think. How many did Phil and Michael win? Oh, they won six. Oh, oh, okay. Just asking. Okay. Well, so since we going on stats, <laughs> just asking. We going on stats. But man. I just so. I made my case for why <laughs> why we can't use them as a tandem because Phil went and as great as a, co- a great of a coach as he is, Phil went and won some more with uh, Kobe Bryant. That doesn't negate the fact that he and Michael Jordan were a good tandem. Just because Phil was able to go win with somebody else doesn't make his time with Michael Jordan negate negate that. It doesn't negate it because of that, though. It can't. Okay. It can't. And if we're going to go on your, your – you said it. I didn't. They uh-huh. won five – that Timmy and, and uh, Pop won five together. That's true. Okay, Michael, I, I, I see I'm what you're saying. Up, I'm just trying to discredit – I'm just trying to put <laughs> Phil as the linchpin while all these championships occurred. It doesn't take away from the fact that they were the that best That were a good time. Okay. So then they you can't take away from the fact that LeBron and whoever his coach was um, are good What does good he have to do with this? I don't know. I just wanted to figure out a way to put <laughs> to break him up again. <laughs> all right. I, I promise. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm stop. I'm like, really? Come on. Like, no. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think who's really right is obvious, but it's okay. No, I, I no, no. Because you, you, you said two different ones. I did. I'm going, I'm going to go with Pop. 
in Timmy. I brought up one person, one one tandem. Oh, you said Michael Jordan. And you I did. did. Okay, I, I think I, I brought up the Kobe. You did. You did. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. No, no. I mean, true. They were two of the best shooting guards to ever do it. Mm-hmm. He had. He did. He had two of the best shooting guards to ever do it. Mm-hmm. But he was able to win with both of them. And he was. And I still say, I'm not taking away from what you're saying about him being like this amazing coach. To be able mm-hmm. to do that with two different, two different teams, but I'm more impressed is your with your coaching two superstars. Okay. And the way that you were able to handle that, but I still say that doesn't negate the fact that you and Michael Jordan were beasting. Now, there's an argument to be made for those teams in the '70s, where hmm. Bill Russell. I don't know how many of those those championships because he has eleven. Okay. I don't know how many of those championships he was the head coach. Mm-hmm. But I would be willing to say he and himself. <laughs> <laughs> he and himself. He and himself okay. are the best tandem. Hands Ooh. down, you got to let it go. They got mm-hmm. 11 if we're going off those stats. Well, see, I didn't just going that. off championships. You, did that. you huh? did that. You said that. I didn't. What? About championships, you know, I'm not oh, a stats that person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. I, I'm not a stats person. I don't get down in the stats like that. I mean, that's I could have brought some stats. Now we could have talked about it. Like <laughs> <that. laughs> so no, okay. So I know you being like you, you love the Warriors. I can't stand them. Oh, where does where does uh, um, any of the Warriors players? I, I would I would venture to say Steph, mm-hmm. probably because mm-hmm. I feel like. He's the best of those warriors. I mean, well, you can go KD, what? but okay, I was about to. Be no, no, like, no, no, no. So I'm, I'm thinking about just because KD only won two championships, right? Yeah, and he's yeah, only so been there three, two years. Two years, three, yeah, three years, yeah. Um, but could could you say Steph and uh, Steve Kerr? Do you think? Where, where do they fit in this conversation? Uh, they don't. As much as I love the Warriors, I love Steve Kerr, I love Steph Curry, I love KD, I love Draymond Green, mm-hmm. because I love Clay Thompson, I love Iguodala, not so much a fan of Boogie, but, you know, I'll get there. Oh, you don't like Boogie? Not really that big of a fan of Boogie, but that's about uh, Boogie's attitude in the past. He might have changed. I'm watching. Okay. I'm waiting to see, because you were a brat. I ain't even going to say nothing. Else. He was a brat with the Kings. I feel like... He was. When he got to New Orleans, he kind of changed a little bit. I wouldn't even pay him no attention because he was such a brat. And when he was with the Kings, I said, I can't, dis- I can't deal with this kid. <laughs> well, look, Rondo will make anybody look like a... Uh... <laughs> Rondo will make anybody look like a good player. Oh, my gosh. So... No, nah, shout out to Rondo. But, I, love, I love Rondo. I do, too. I love him, too. But uh, real talk, I can't, I can't say there's a good tandem with Kerr and Steph because mm-hmm. the reason I love the Warriors is because it's such a team effort. Yeah. Any one of those dudes could go to anybody else's squad and be the star. This is true. So this is my argument against the KD thing, right? And I felt like, you know, once KD got there, it turned into an all-star team and, you know, I'm not going to talk about fairness, but it turned into an okay. all-star team, so it kind of diminishes, you know, it diminishes it a little. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I feel like Steph and Clay 
are the two greatest shooters of all time. Man, pure shooters anyway. Yeah, definitely. And so they won a championship before KD got there. True. Which which shows they can win one without KD. Because KD had them down 3-1 in that. <laughs> Wait, he did it? Huh? He had them down 3-1. Well, I'm just using I'm just <laughs> he was on another team that had them down three okay. to one and they still ended up, you know, running back. They just were a mentally tougher team. Right. And so I, I think that KD needed the Warriors more than the Warriors needed KD. Even though I feel like the Cleveland probably would have split one of those last two championships. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm, no about that. But, I think so. Maybe that, maybe that one that Kyrie was still there. I, I don't know. If no, let's not off. get started on him. <sighs> um, <laughs> let's just stop. Stop right there. <laughs> We're not going to get started on him, please. I know. We, we, oh, please. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sure he'll be he'll be in our notes again over the next oh, couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm sure. He could have been in there this week. Yeah, he what really could have. <laughs> but, the way um, he been acting. Yeah, but no, I just feel like regardless of whether they're this superstar whatever team has been put together or not, that's why I can't say Steph and Steve Kerr are a tandem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't because truly that is a team that wins together. We know LeBron, I'm going to bring up your boy, mm-hmm. he carried pretty much every team he's played on, he's carried them on his back. This is true. So we know he was the superstar. We know right. when Michael Jordan, I don't care what you say about Scottie Pippen. Listen, listen here. Michael Jordan. Don't you disrespect Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Michael Jordan was the superstar who carried the team. Kobe, when Shaq left, I got to put that in there, was the superstar who carried the team. But he so, didn't carry the team. Who did? Kobe. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. I sure. want you, I want you after they I'm broke up in 06. Okay. Was it was 04, 05, one of them. After they broke up, the Lakers were bad over the next couple of years. Okay. A few of those, I, I want to say a few of those years, they didn't even make the playoffs. But they and it wasn't until they got down. Powell Gasol. He, well, but that still doesn't mean Kobe, but those, I guess my point being, even when they were sucking, the only reason you were in the game is because Kobe was there. True. Okay. You would have been being blown out without him. True. Wasn't that during the time he scored like 80 points or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was on the Raptors. Lord. They give Jalen they give Jalen Rose so much flack for that eighty. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this is a, this is a, a you know off topic a little bit, but Jalen Rose had a had a little show that kind of premiered on ESPN. Um, it seemed like a kind of a bit of a sitcom. Okay, and, no, I missed it. Oh, you you gotta go. I, I should be on on okay. YouTube somewhere, but you okay. gotta go look at the episode where he has dinner with Kobe. <laughs> at the end of the episode, and everything was in reference to to the number eighty one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go find that. That's horrible. oh man. If I find number seventeen, 
At huh? least he was a good sport about it. He, yeah, yeah. He, he talks about it. You got to see his little animated series he has on YouTube. Okay. Where he talks about it and he relives that night. That's funny. But it, it's so funny. When I find it, I'm going to send it to you. Please do. That's hilarious. Yes. But yeah, but either way, I'm just saying those people clearly, it was it clear cut their importance on their team. Whether True. Steph, okay. Steph is hurt here and there. And they still keep rolling. KD wasn't with them. They still keep rolling. So we can't say that this was a coach-player tandem type thing. We can't do that. Not Let me. So, and I wish I had it in front of me right now. I I, I didn't think we were going to get into this. The only reason why I asked is because I knew you were um, a big fan of the Golden State Warriors. But, I am. Um, the statistic that says whenever St- uh, Steph Curry is out. Mm-hmm. Their winning their winning percentage uh, decreases dramatically. Really? Than when KD is out. Oh, in comparison to in comparison, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see that. I mean, it's Steph's team. Right. It's Steph's he's, team. He's the engine that makes it run. Exactly. He really is. KD is not a seven foot one inch um, point guard, so he doesn't touch right. the ball a lot of times. So. This is true. He he has to he has to rely. Exactly. Uh, he yeah. has to rely on on Steph and his playmaking ability. Exactly. But, um. Yeah, Steph is the glue in the engine that makes he that does. run. He does, but he's still not a tandem with Kerr to me. I just can't put I can't put him in there. No, as I, see much that. As I love I see him. That. Yeah, much as I like. I, I just want I just wanted to ask because uh, <laughs> I know that I know that they those are those are your guys. <laughs> they are. They absolutely are for real though. Yeah. Well, no, let's let's get past let's get past this. We're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna end it with you saying that you you prefer Phil and Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go Why with you Pop. Say it like that? <laughs> nah, that's no, no hate. I you know. I agree that they have to be in the conversation. Oh, they have. Oh, to. okay. Yeah, you know, I agree yeah. to that. But I'm going pop it to me. You got it. <laughs> Just to be a contrarian. Okay. Well, well uh, for those of you who are listening, we would love to hear your opinion. So please send it. Who's really right about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was me. So don't even, you know, oh. don't even trip. Again, I have to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Let's talk about ushering in the new school. You know, okay, it happens in every field, every arena. Right. Um, you have your older, more seasoned professional. <laughs> yes. And then you get the new kid on the block, and yeah. sometimes that old and that old seasoned veteran is a bit reluctant to to mm. you know give wisdom to the new kid on the block. Mm. But we saw yeah, a report. Huh? Yeah, I can tell you, yeah, because we had this conversation about right. Antonio Brown and Juju. Uh, right, right. We yes, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't seem like, even though Juju says that, you know, Antonio Brown has been, you know, a big brother to him, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. okay. Antonio Brown has embraced Juju Smith Schuster. No. But he's still he balling, so Hey. Like, look, don't embrace me. I, That's right. Somebody else will embrace me. <laughs> I'm gonna embrace you all every right. time it comes to me. Hey. Right. <laughs> but let's let's oh, yeah. let's talk about 
this report that we saw that Bill Belichick and yeah. Sean McVay have been talking throughout yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, first and foremost, I'm going to say I was really surprised because, again, Bill Belichick, and, and it could just be the persona that he wants people to believe about him mm-hmm. in order not to have to deal with it, but he doesn't seem like the most personable, personable yeah. person. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who would be just what we just said, somebody who would embrace um somebody else who's coming into the league and, you know, doing their thing. We call him the, you know, the GOAT versus the prodigy right. type thing, you know, whatever. People call him the GOAT. So mm-hmm. when it comes to um the NFL and, and I guess I can't well anyway. Um but yeah, so I was that was probably my first thing. I was really surprised that he was reaching out to this young man mm-hmm. um, to be of uh, encouragement to him or congratulatory to him. So mm-hmm. um, I was surprised, but then I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. He is the mad scientist. Mm-hmm. And so I said, what diabolical <laughs> This man has. Oh my gosh. Diabolical, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's really going on? Like, this is because that doesn't, again, sound like Bill Belichick. This, so, yeah. No. You're saying that it, you have some skepticism about the sincerity of oh, yeah. Belichick's uh, reaching out to, to McVeigh. Oh, uh, yeah. Just because we know. People can say what they want to. We know that the Patriots have been proven to be cheaters. The Patriots going Patriot. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots going Patriot. So since they 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 Patriot, uh-huh. uh, it's just, are you trying to get in his head? Are you trying to get him comfortable, making him fill his head up, making him feel special because you're Bill Belichick so he'll be letting his guard down because you right. being Bill, Bill, being who you are you watch those boys play and you saw how good mm-hmm. they are you, you saw, saw how good you saw like this might be who we oh, go see and so you started early trying to get in his head I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this is a bad scientist. I don't believe he's this kind, nice person who's trying to build up the prodigy. I think he's like, let me try to tear down the prodigy. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that the engineer of Spygate, <laughs> the engineer of Deflategate, uh, yeah. and what else? It was something else well, that was there somewhere. Cheaters. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that he just genuinely called Sean McVay because he knows he's the new kid on the block and the prodigy and that he wants to give him some sound advice? Mm-mm. I don't I believe ain't it. Buying. You either. Not huh? at all. <laughs> Sorry, now, y'all. We got to agree on this. Right. The eternal optimist in me wants to believe that <laughs> all, all, all uh, actions and gestures are pure and genuine and innocent, but the cynic in me (laughs) knows that Bill Belichick is not calling Sean McVay to be the nice big brother coach who is ushering in the new school. No. 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 (laughs) 
Did you see how he took down his own when he went to coach for somebody else? Eric Mangini? I mean, come on. There's a few, oh, actually, that... that... Back. Why, why can't I think of his name? The uh, offensive coordinator. Um, Josh... Josh, uh, yeah. yeah. Josh, what, Josh, Josh McRoberts or Josh Roberts? Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels. Okay, I'm... Yes. Listen, I didn't give him a whole different... <laughs> uh, whoever, shout out to whoever Josh Roberts and Josh McRoberts are. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give my man Josh McDaniels a whole nother A whole name. nother name. But, yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, you made him, you you did him so bad, he had to come crawling back to you. Yeah. No way. No way. And the way you did even um, the Jets. Oh, my God. Mangini. Um, when, um, why can't I think of his name right now? You're talking about Eric Mangini, right? Uh-uh. The, uh, um, I can't think of his name. I can't think of the coach's name right now. It's just it's just escaping me. You mean but, uh, Bill Parcell? No, it wasn't Bill. It was okay. um, his dad used to coach. Him and his brother coached together. Schottenheimer? Uh-uh. Oh, oh my God. Coach. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, yes. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they hated each other. <laughs> well. Because Rex Ryan is, is outspoken and he's charismatic. Yeah. He's the opposite of Bill. Yeah, he's all the things that Bill Belichick is. It's not. <laughs> Including nice. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to yeah. go with no. I'm not buying it. Nah. Yeah. That was a, that's a mind game. Yeah. That's a mind game. Like, Definitely. I read what he was like, yeah, you know, your guys play so well. But your defense is this. Uh-uh. I, no way. This is evil, diabolical scientist stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We got to agree on this. Yeah, we got to agree on this one. <laughs> I, I, I was trying hard. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So. Let's, let's, yeah. let's move past this one. Uh huh. Um, and talk about <laughs> what kind of happens in the locker room. So we got to talk about why we starting this stuff. Okay. Why we having this conversation? So I brought up about Steph Curry again. Yes. Okay. A, having Good an luck. interview. I was drawing a blank over there. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry had an interview recently where they talked about um, the. Um, I guess the rift that was going on between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and the, I guess, I don't know if they got into the fisticuffs, but I know they got into it in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen them get into it several times on the sideline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, just basically the question to him was, how did you bridge that? How did you bring them back together so that you all can be a cohesive team? Mm-hmm. And I loved his his response was we brought everybody to the table like grown men to discuss it and say what you needed to say, whether it hurt that person's feelings, whether it made them angry, whatever Mm -hmm. the reason we all came together and we had this conversation face to face. It was no, he said, she said it was no, well, he said it to him and not to me. It was right in front of you. And so Mm -hmm. he said that was what kind of helped them to heal, so to speak, and bring things back together. And so I brought it to you because I've never played a sport where I had to be in a locker room. Okay. So I said, Jared, mm-hmm. 
how does locker room drama really affect the team? Oh, oh. I have, <laughs> I, so I have a couple of stories, but let's let's talk about because I'm gonna frame the story around uh, Jets defensive lineman Ik and Equality, <laughs> and the reports that he slugged starting quarterback Geno Smith. A couple okay, of years this is ago. not an alleged thing. The man had a broken jaw. <laughs> so. Well, he allegedly had a broken jaw. <laughs> well, his no, his broken jaw was allegedly <laughs> okay. Allegedly punched by Ik and Nick Polly. Okay. Okay, so the the reports go that Geno Smith was supposed to go to a fundraiser that. Um, IK. I'm just gonna say IK, so I don't have to keep saying this whole thing. Right, right. <laughs> he was supposed to go to a fundraiser that IK had, and IK had paid for him to go to this fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Long story less long, Gino decides he's <laughs> not going. Yeah. And disrespect. Yeah. He doesn't give him any warning. He just doesn't show up, and he didn't right. use the, the the ticket that was mm-hmm. purchased for him to come. Mm-hmm. So when they see each other in the locker room. IK approaches him to to kind of discuss what happened and why he didn't show up. I like how you said that. <laughs> I'm making this sound real. Uh... It's real PC, right? Yeah, now. real PC. Um, so the conversation ensues, and they say IK just punched <laughs> Gino, swung on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I've been in the locker room or two. Okay. And I believe the amount that IK was searching for was the $600 that he had paid to have Gino come. And I guess maybe even house him, you know, for the time that he was, he was there. And Gino refused to pay him. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure, because I, I think a lot of people said, um, and I think you had said this too about, you know, no one should fight over, you know, $600. And they, they're making, huh? I said, uh, no, you're right. They're making millions of dollars. 600 isn't such a bad thing. But when you add, huh? Can't be. Right, right. So my thing is, is that there are a lot of egos in the locker room. There are a lot of, it's a lot of testosterone. And I'm almost certain that that punch didn't occur over $600. The punch occurred over the disrespect shown for not not being willing to pay the money. It's one thing to say, yo, you owe me $600. I need my money. But it's it's different to say, I'm not giving you nothing. Get out of my face. After already Mm -hmm. blowing off my charity event. Mm -hmm. Now, that part right there goes beyond the $600. You just disrespect me as a man. And now I got to break your jaw. Okay. And is that okay? Well, it's never okay to put your hands on anybody. Oh, but sometimes folks just got to fight. And then we be friends the next day. <laughs> listen, listen, this is a female perspective on this. Uh-huh. I have never understood that. I have watched dudes get into brawls on the football field mm-hmm. or in basketball or hockey or any sport. And then they back to like nothing ever happened the next mm-hmm. day. Women be too much in their feelings for that. Oh, I, yeah. I'll tell you already, that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, no. Did I, you I, break my jaw? Right. Oh, okay. I'll never speak to you. Oh uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> I I've never had my jaw broken, but I've been in a <laughs> few good. fights where after the fight, 
probably a day or two later, we piece it up and it's all good. But let me give you, uh, um, and we after this we can go go on to the next uh, topic. But I'm gonna give you a couple of scenarios that happened in my locker room um, mm-hmm. at Howard University that mm-hmm. um, kind of almost went left. The first one was just about uh, the relationship between the offense and the defense. When I was a freshman, sophomore, and it may have even transitioned into my junior year, uh, we had a really good defense at Howard. As a matter of fact, my sophomore and junior year, we were the number one defense in the country amongst uh, now they're called FCS schools, but back Mm -hmm. then it was called Mm -hmm. 1AA. So mm-hmm. we were the number one defense in one double A. Um, we gave up very few yards. We gave up very few points. We had, you know, a couple of inconsistent games here and there. But all in all, we were a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Our offense stank. And, like, <laughs> not regular stank. I mean, all-time low stank. Oh, and wow. halfway through the season, our defense had scored more touchdowns than offense. Wow. So we had returned fumbles, yeah, they returned stink. interceptions, and we had more touchdowns than the offense. That rec- that created – because we thought we, we, we could be a good team if the offense just got it together, and that created mm-hmm. a divide in the locker room that mm-hmm. I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, all of us were friends. We were all from the same neighborhood. And even the ones that didn't get along, you didn't see that type of division. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even let the offensive players eat lunch with us. What do you mean, let? I'm sorry. Let. If you let. come sit at our table, we would ask you to leave. And a couple of fist fights happened because of that. Wow. This is deep. Yeah. This is deep. And, and it, it was serious. It was a thing. I, I think, you know, I, it was upsetting to me. I didn't think it was serious enough to to split the team, but our team was really fractured. It was the offense and the defense. We rode on two different buses to the games. Wow. Uh, we did everything differently. We would go out and party separately. Wow. How do you ever come back together as a team when that's how you think about this stuff? That's crazy. Well, okay. I, 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 well, I won't get into to what we I thought have the a topic problem was. Yeah, we'll discuss that on another day, what I thought the problem yeah. was and how we got fixed. Because um, yeah. I don't want to run run this part over, but yeah. I also was involved in another altercation. And I only say involved because I I went to make sure it didn't get out of hand. Mm-hmm. So my college roommate, he started to notice that some of his clothes were missing. Um, actually, no, it wasn't my roommate. It was it was a friend. It was his former roommate. They were they had been roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my college roommate's clothes had gotten mixed up in his when they were roommates. So he noticed that some of his clothes were gone. And every day he would see another one of our teammates with the clothes on. What? Yeah, so he's like, I know this joker ain't take my clothes and is wearing them around campus as if they not mine. So... He's upset. He's working himself into this big frenzy, talking to himself in the mirror. And he says, listen, I'm going to go approach him about this. Now, 
there's a part of the story I can't share because okay. <laughs> I don't I don't want it to be criminal. Okay. But let's just say he wanted to go do something that was no coming back from. Oh well, I'm glad he did. Not hope. Right. So I told him even after you know uh, carrying his weapon with him. Oh gosh. I told him that you know it's not that serious. You need to be certain before you go up here and make these accusations. <laughs> and if you just ask him, I'm sure he'll be honest with you. So we go, we walking around, we go to a house where um, we knew that he was. We knock on the door, everybody comes outside and we have this conversation um, about whose clothes he has on. Now at the time, everybody was wearing baggy clothes. So mm -hmm. it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that he would have a pair of jeans that were a little too big for him. But these jeans he had on were, were ridiculously big. <laughs> and he said, these are mine. This is just how I like to wear them. Mm -hmm. So um, not my college roommate, but the other, my other teammate mm -hmm. wasn't buying that. And was at the point of not just wanting to fight, but you know, wanting yeah. to escalate things. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, you know, squelched that whole situation. We, we, you know, I honestly don't know what even came of it at the end, but tempers flared so much that it almost turned into a situation that nobody could have come back from. Yeah. And this was all teammates. And this is all teammates. Wow. All teammates. Okay. And see, these are the kinds of situations that boil over and when you get in the locker room they turn into something turn into something else because you're trying to show out for somebody or prove yourself or wow right. that's deep I'm sorry but why did he see me I'm sorry here I am being the motherly person uh -huh. saying, <laughs> why did this baby need to steal somebody else's clothes you know and I'm not certain um, I don't want to put too much of his business out there but he you know, he, he, he didn't come from the, the yeah. you know, the, most, yeah. the greatest of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he, I believe at the time he had just found out that he was going to be a dad. And just going through a yeah, lot. Yeah, he, he really had to survive. He ended up getting mm -hmm. kicked out of Howard. And he was a really good football That's player. So sad. I, he, he definitely had the opportunity to play professionally. Oh, wow. Um, he ended up getting kicked out because mm -mm. some stuff was found in his room mm -mm. see that he was using to make money okay to, to support this yeah. child and, uh -huh. know, that was on the way so um mm -hmm. not not Sounds giving like... him not giving him a pass for stealing because no no I, I i just was curious like what yeah. what what was the, uh, the rationale was the reason why right why would you yeah and what if, so this is somebody else that sounds like they could have used feel to the real they, he most certainly could have used feel to the real most certainly could have yeah 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 that's a, that's a shame i'm sorry that that that, that even went down like that because that's not it's you know this whole thing about gino and what's his name uh okay okay that you know is really trivial in comparison to the deep story that you you know what I mean? Right. Like what you just shared is so much deeper 
on right. such so so many layers and levels. This is this Geno Smith and IK thing is really ego. Mm-hmm. Definitely. This is all ego stuff. Most most I know I'm gonna imagine most of this is ego but, stuff. Yeah, all, but, I, I think it's all at some level rooted in ego. Yeah, most of this is ego you know. stuff. So the whole locker room drama stuff tends to tends to boil around just who's who's bigger and who's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a deep story there, Jared. Okay, yeah. you made me sad. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm all sad. <laughs> Oh, oh man! So okay, let, let well, me make me feel better. Come on, let's, <laughs> let's go to something else. Look, look, I'm gonna tell you this story that's gonna really make you feel better, okay. right? Now you're a Falcons fan, right? I am. Okay, so I was in a I was in a lift the other day, headed to the airport mm-hmm. uh, to go scoop my my rental car. Mm-hmm. I get in the in in the lift, and I see that the lady who's driving the lift has a Saints. Uh, has some Saints paraphernalia around her car. Poor so baby. the first thing I say to her is, <laughs> you're still upset, aren't you? <laughs> Poor and she says, yes, yes, I am. And she, mm-hmm. you know, she ends up going down the whole list of oh, I'm the sure. reasons wah, wah. why she was upset. Now, at the time, we didn't know a lot of the things that just came out about this Oh, about this thing. Yeah. But we were just working off the idea that this was an obvious past interference that was right. not called. Correct. Now, do you know what we learned since then? What? Four of the referees mm-hmm. who were involved in this play specifically mm-hmm. are from Southern California. Ooh, we. Mm-hmm. Where, where do the Rams play? I believe they're in the demographic of Southern California, ah. geographic area of, I mean, geographic, not demographic, geographic area of Southern California. I see, so says the black man. Angeles. <laughs> Ooh, this is ugly. Ah. This is ugly. This is, you, how do you, how do you fix this? <laughs> how There's, do you make this okay? There no. is no way to fix this. And this really puts a black eye on the NFL as if they oh, needed more black eyes. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm not a Saints fan. Let me preface it by saying that because that is so true. I'm not a Saints fan. Mm-hmm. But if I were a Saints fan, this would probably just take me right over the edge. Oh, yeah. With the whole thing. Like, real because t- they've already, Lord, I was about to say, they've been acting like big babies about it already. But... <laughs> Oh my goodness! This would absolutely take me straight over the edge. Yeah. I'm not going. I have to be on their side. I'm on their side with the pass interference call. Yes, I, I feel like it was it was blown. Period. The NFL didn't oh, come yeah. out and said it was blown. But now, how is the NFL going to fix this? Because how do you how do you justify having four refs from Southern California? <laughs> there's there's no way that you can't pay attention to that because all you could have done was flip flop. The referees who I mean, work both championships makes, game. But this makes me question: What do they do to ensure that that bias isn't there? Well, apparently, for every other game, they make sure that the referees aren't from or live in any of those areas where the games are happening. But see, I know that's not true because what's his name? Bulger, Bulger, Bulger. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Bulger. He lives in Atlanta, and I know he has black guy. Okay. 
Blackhead riff. I can't. I think it's Bulger, but he has riffed Atlanta games before. The Falcons. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he lives here. So maybe it's not uncommon for because that, that's what the NFL came out and said. That's what they do. Clearly not. Four. Uh, four. Yeah. Four. Right, so somebody. Somebody laid down on that job. Yeah. <laughs> they, they laid a big egg with this. Yeah. Yeah. You can't drop the ball four times and tell me that's because no, that you don't do what you say you do. Right. They sounded like what do you call them? The um, what you call the uh, forty-five? Yeah. Oh. Wait. Hold what on. you call it? Some about tweets. That's all. Oh, our, oh. our commander of tweets. Queer commander of tweets. Yeah. <laughs> now the NFL sounded like our commander of tweets. Oh yeah, of course. You just want us to believe anything you say now? No, that's there's fake no way. news. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, sure. Man. For sure. So I'm just curious to see what the like. They owe the Saints. They do. What else? I, I yeah. Well, I mean, so what they did was they they. For those of you who didn't see the game or don't know, um, what they ended up doing was they find Roby Coleman, who was the guy who committed the penalty. They find him maybe $25,000, $50,000 for the helmet-to-helmet contact. But that's all, going, that's all that's going to happen in this case. And the Super Bowl is going to go off without a hitch on Sunday in Atlanta. And the only thing that the NFL could do is make sure that the, hmm. that the Rams don't win mm. because that would really, really mess up the same. Mm. Okay. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't know. Do, do, do you think it's a conspiracy, though? Mm. I can't get into You know, because we could talk about that forever. Yeah. Uh, Cause I just, I, I, it's so hard. Like in past, in the past, I have, like the year that the Saints won when Katrina. I absolutely believe that that was a. They set that up. You think so? You know. I do. So I, you know, when well, I was a few years later, but one thing that stuck out to me was that the Patriots won in two thousand two, right after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go again. It's a bit okay. too much of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, and it happened after yeah. a controversial call. Mm-hmm. That whole tuck rule thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have to remind me. Yeah. I remember because I was livid. Yeah. Oh man, you and me both. <laughs> so no, yeah, but I just, I, I mean, I guess you could always consider conspiracy, mm-hmm. but, um. The one thing I don't want to do is add fuel to the fire for the Saints fans Yeah. in this situation. So I'm definitely just going to say what I said when it happened is it's messed up that it happened. I agree with them that it's messed up, but it happens every game. Yeah, it does. They're going to miss something. Something don't get called. Something, I said yeah. this, something don't get called. I'm sorry. That, I, it just What comes to mind is Cam Newton and how many times he got plastered when they played the Yeah. So, I'm sorry. It happens all the time. We can't just true. single this out and say no. So I think it's only exacerbated by the fact that it happened at a very high leverage moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it was pivotal. I, I believe if that if that penalty gets called, the Saints could run down the clock and mm-hmm. and possibly win the game. Yes. Or they would they would have had to kick a field goal maybe or something else. Um and give the ball back to the Rams with virtually no time left. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. I agree, but, you know, it is what it is. What I do love is Drew Brees. <laughs> this, I love this guy. Yeah. He came He's out. He's a class act. Yeah, he really is. He came out recently and said, hey, y'all, just let it go. Mm-hmm. It's over. Ain't what, nothing you can do about it. And it's done. Let's stop whining about it. Like, how about we get some new billboards in Atlanta that don't have you whining them. Oh, I have not seen that billboard yet. Now look. No, it's I, more than one. Is it really? He bought six, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I, I need I gotta see him. I'm gonna see him and take a picture of it and send it to my brother Dirk, because <laughs> he's a Saints fan. And mm-hmm. although he will tell you he's not upset about it, I know he's upset because we watched that play. And it was reminiscent of when the Vikings played the Saints last year. Mm-hmm. And they scored that touchdown on the very last play. Yeah. Oh, he was I'm so good. heartbroken both times. <laughs> Shout out to Dirk. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, okay. to a to a topic that I I feel like is more prevalent now than it had been in the past because I don't think that in the past players' compensation had really been discussed like on a a sports talk national level. But right. now right. with the with the boom of these contracts, hmm. you are starting to see everybody's figures and everybody's numbers, even though it's public record. It's still it's still invasive to me. Yeah. That's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> It is. Nobody knows what I make on my job. Right, right. It's just, it's, this is their job. Like, it's just wrong to me. But since, that's not yeah. what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of that, since we do know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, well, I've seen two things in the, in the past few months that have given me pause. Okay. And makes me wonder if this compensation is deserved. Hmm. Mm. One of those things, man, CC Sabathia. Okay. You know who that is? <laughs> I do. Okay. Oh, no, I wasn't saying it like that. I'm sorry. I was just saying because, you know, the the Yankees haven't been on. And, um, he he hasn't been on top in a while either. He used to be one of the, considered one of the best pitchers in the in the MLB. Right. Um and just he's just deteriorated over the last couple of years. Not too much, I guess. Well, yeah, not I guess not because <laughs> Brian Cashman, who's the GM of the Yankees, decided that after not meeting the criteria for a five hundred thousand dollar bonus, yes, that that is five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand dollars extra. That he would receive the bonus anyway after not. Uh, completing the season and completing yeah. the criteria that was needed to receive it. Because it was two innings? It was two actually, innings. Was it two innings that he Two needed? innings. Two innings. <sighs> and he still now, has that 500000 
Now, my question is because I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't research this um, to that degree. But would he have made the two innings if he hadn't been kicked out of the game for hitting somebody? He would have. Oh, he, he was actually. So we're he, rewarding bad behavior. Ah, uh, aha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still gave mm-hmm. him his money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this now, what, is why you got your money because what, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, this is why you got your money because mm-hmm. um, you hit this player apparently after something had already uh, transpired earlier. So this was payback. And mm-hmm. so I guess your GM rewarded your transgression. <laughs> well, so unfortunately in, in the MLB, and I, 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 I really dislike this about the MLB, they celebrate the retaliation mm-hmm. of a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm telling you, somebody hit me with a ball, and I've been hit with a ball before. I played baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm charging the mound <laughs> with my bat. Oh, no. You're not, you're not just about to see me with the hangers. You gotta get, if you're going to hit me with the ball, I get to hit you with a bat. We're going to get you some anchor management class. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Listen, oh, if man. there are any young men out there listening, any young women, please don't let that be how you respond. Okay. I I, oh. I would now the, the when I did get hit with a ball, I didn't charge the mound. But I feel like now in my old age, <laughs> you can't age. just you can't just throw a ball ninety-five miles an hour in my head. Jesus. That's a scary thought. Yeah, it really is. That's a scary thought. Yes. Well, no, I'm I mean I do understand that this is is a, a, a pattern or a cultural way that mm-hmm. they behave in the MLB, but still. Yeah, it's, it's not right. It, it's, and I just feel like you didn't meet the metric, so you don't get the money. I don't care who right. you hit with the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't care why you missed the two innings that it would have taken for you to get it, because you need to conduct yourself as a what? Professional. Professional. Mm-hmm. Let's be professional. Professional, and yeah. and just yeah. So for me, that's my issue with it is the fact that you you were well. Two issues: one, you were rewarded for bad behavior. That's the mm-hmm. teacher coming out of me. And two, that you um, didn't meet the metric. So right. that's that. I don't get a bonus if I don't meet the metric. What is that? right? Uh, what? Just because my boss likes me? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your boss don't want you to leave and go anywhere else. <laughs> and throw a no hitter. <laughs> now, you, you've heard the story about... Well, that's about... a bribe, then. Huh? That's a bribe. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a bribe. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there a it bribe, is. A bribe masked as... Uh, a bonus. In the, a bonus or an incentive. Yeah, okay. But you, you heard a story about somebody else with an un, with some oh, undeserved compensation. Oh, oh, oh. This story made me livid. And I don't know if it's the background of this person. I'm not a fan of his because of the stuff that's gone down in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Nick Foles from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. He received his million. 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 So it's more than five hundred thousand. More than five hundred thousand. <laughs> million dollar bonus, despite the fact that he missed he missed his metric, like he did mm-hmm. not make 
the number that was agreed upon. It's a contract. It's a part of a contract. How do right. you just disregard the contract because you feel some kind of way for somebody? I don't understand. Right. And then in my opinion, did he deserve it? Did he deserve for did you he to deserve ignore? It? Did he deserve for you to ignore your contract and just do it based on how you feel? Okay, so I can't answer that he deserve it, right? But I'm going to tell you why they probably gave it to him. Okay. He definitely won them a Super Bowl last year. And if they want to keep him as their backup, because he's a more than competent backup, Mm -hmm. they needed to make that move. So it was a good business decision. But only if they're able to keep them. So again, we're talking about bribery. Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> All right. Absolutely bribery. This is manipulation <laughs> to the highest of manipulation. So if I give you this million dollars, you're gonna feel too bad mm-hmm. about going somewhere else, and you'll just mm-hmm. stay with us. Oh yeah. He guess what's gonna happen? What's that? He's leaving. Oh, he's going somewhere else. He bounced it. Because so, oh, yeah. that million dollars is going to pale in comparison to the 25 that he's going to get from going to either I think he's going he to your team. Up, who, Redskins? Mm-hmm. That's only if Alex Smith retired. We, we gave Alex Smith too much. They said he's, like, he's done. I thought I read something when they said he's done. Um, I, I saw them. He, he had went to a Wizards game a mm-hmm. couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And they asked him if he was still, you know, you know, what does it look like? And he said he, he was still a little unsure. He has to go He's through done. the process. <laughs> and, and he probably is because, the, yeah. you know, the injury yeah. was kind of similar to Joe Dosman. And he never played another day. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be okay with having Nick Foles of course as the starting quarterback. <laughs> of. You give him twenty two million. And, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, y'all, it's okay. As yeah, long as we didn't pay Kirk Cousins, because Kirk Cousins is up there stinking it up in Minnesota, <gasps> and they gave him that guaranteed two years with an option of three. And again, I say, poor Colin. Yeah. He's supposed to be somewhere playing football right now, baby. But yeah, yeah. Mm. That's so sad. It's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. Because you just see all of these players that we know that he's better than. Better than. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> just sad. Just, I think you told me today, um, Geno Smith is actually still backing somebody up. Phillip oh, yeah. He's, he's backing up Phillip Rivers in, in, in L.A. The Chargers, though. I'm like, wait, what? What? Terrible. <laughs> Anyway, that's my side note gripe about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still with you on that. I, I really I really pray, even though I, it's not looking good because it's been two years now, mm-hmm. I really pray that he gets another opportunity. He deserves um, it. Because he, he definitely you. deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, really believe that. Yeah. You know what? We, we're going to touch on that next week, like where Colin Kaepernick ranks in the pantheon of socially conscious oh, professional man. athletes. Man. Oh, that's a good Because I think that's Ooh, a good y'all one. Wait on that one. one. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Because your, your be... boy, yeah, okay. That's what I'm going to talk about him. Mm-hmm. I'll, glow, I'll talk about your boy here. Who, Ogoje? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> no, but so let's go on to on to the real. Who do we have as our on to the real athlete this week? Okay, so you all know our on to the real is kind of where we want to spotlight and highlight someone who has left the professional sport and is doing well within whatever they are doing in their quote unquote real life now. So this is somebody who might not be as well known, but I just, his story just caught my attention and I really was like, we got to do this dude, Jared. Um, his name is James Michael, James Michael Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was a linebacker for four years in the league. Okay. Um, he got the pension. Yes. <laughs> he stayed long <laughs> enough to get the pension. Right. Um, retired at 27 years old. His last year, the fourth year he played, he played for five teams and got cut wow. six times. And Sheesh. he said, yeah, he said enough. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Is, I'm tired of the carousel. I'm tired of, you know, just, yeah, nobody can appreciate the hard work and all of this, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you why I say that in a minute. But this dude, kudos to him. Shout out to James Michael Johnson because he um, is now an EMT. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. In Fairfield, his hometown of Fairfield, California. So not only did he leave the NFL on his terms, but he also said, I'm going to do something worthwhile with my life. So he is an EMT currently, but he is studying to become a firefighter. That's awesome. Like, dude, I love it. Like, yes. Like, that is a great a great story to me, a great situation. I want to see more young men figure out who they are outside of the game. He sounds like a product of the field to the real project. Exactly. We want to see you know who you are so that when that is over, when that part of your life is over, whether it happens after high school, college, professional Mm -hmm. level, who are you? What are you going to do with yourself? How are you going to, how are you going to, Continue. He's 27 years old and he retires. You got a long life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. You better figure out who else you are. And he did. So kudos to him for that. But I have a statement that he gave that just really wraps this all up for me. Okay. So James Michael Johnson said, it's just better now. Knowing if I go to work every day, work hard, get better at my job and learn everything I can be in the occupation then I'll continue to progress. Everything's not based on my 40-yard dash. Wow. That's a powerful statement. Isn't that great? It really I is. I loved it. I it really is. Yes. That yes. sounds like a person who, who found out who they are. Mm-hmm. And realized that. embracing it. Right, yeah. and embracing it. Realize yeah. that football isn't something that he is. Mm-mm. It's just something that he did. I love that you say that all the time. Football is not something that we are. It's something we do. I love that. Like, I love that. And so, yeah, he just, I just loved his story. And I just loved, you know, like what he said. He just seems like a real level-headed brother. Yeah. (laughs) I love love to hear stories like that where people figure it out, you know, because you got so many stories of guys, like, just kind of traveling through life and not knowing what their passion is and yeah. how it connects to their purpose. Yeah. Purpose so I'm, all, I'm always, yeah, I like it. It really, it really <laughs> makes me smile to see somebody like really connect all of that. Yes. Yes. So yeah, 
Good for him. So good, good for good for James Michael Johnson. That's, that's absolutely a, that's an awesome story. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's transition to our our last segment of mm-hmm. the day. The feel good final thought. Yes. It All was right. feel good. No. We're going feel good final thought for this one. Yeah. Even though with this gentleman, <laughs> he doesn't actually uh, work on a field per se. <laughs> he works on the hardwood. And that's, that's right. uh, Merlin University's basketball coach, Mark Turgeon. Yeah. Now, I sent you a video last night of, oh, my gosh. of Mark Turgeon. And for, for those, huh? Jared, let me tell you about this video. I almost was in tears. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, yeah. it was touching. It really was. Oh, oh my know, gosh. Mm. I've seen okay. I've I've seen a lot of coaches who have kids and they push their kids to the point of hating the sport. Mm-hmm. And one lot. of the things that his son talked about in that video was that you know, he never pushed them to the point of not wanting wanting to be a, a basketball player, yeah. and it wasn't just basketball talk in the house. Mm-hmm. Even though now they actually watch <laughs> film together and they actually right. critique and yeah. you know do things together, but that wasn't the overarching theme in their house. And mm-hmm. it seems like their house is filled with a lot of love. They talked uh, um, a lot about just life and not basketball. Yeah, but you got to share the whole story. Like people don't know. We're talking about it. But right, right. Okay, okay. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So Mark Turgeon, like I said, he's a, the head basketball coach in the University of Maryland. And for those of you who know me, know that I'm a University of Maryland fan, even though they didn't offer me a scholarship. That's a story for another day. <laughs> so his, his son, uh, who played for Gonzaga High School in Washington, D.C., um, opted to go to Catholic University, which is a D3 school in Washington, D.C., um, as opposed to going and walking on, which he probably wouldn't have walked on, Mm-mm. but going and playing basketball for his dad at the University of Maryland because he wouldn't have, he didn't think he would have played right away. So he made that decision and his father was all for it. He didn't force him to come to that school, which a lot of coaches um, end up doing. Hmm. Or I won't say force, but mm-hmm. a lot expect. of coaches encourage or expect. Mm-hmm. For their child to go to that same school, right? He allowed he allowed him to do his own thing, and even though he's a busy head basketball coach of a, a D one program, he still makes time to make it to his son's games. He doesn't coach him; he allows him to do his thing, and he just goes and he sits in the stand. And he's a proud father. Like what I know, what I saw that really just touched me was like he was genuinely nervous, like going to mm-hmm. his son's game. Right, right. Like, he would think he's like he, he said he was more nervous. Yeah. Than when he's coaching his own game. Yeah, and I'm like, you you coach a D one school at a D one right. school, but you're sitting up in here in this this place that looks like it might be a high school gym. Cause right. With your son, <laughs> <laughs> and he's genuinely nervous. It's ten of y'all in the stands, by the way. Right. So, <laughs> I, I was like, this is amazing. No, I love the story. I loved it because of that, and I loved it because. Um, his son's you can just tell how sincerely he appreciates his dad Yeah, for allowing him to be him and allowing right. him to find his own way 
and and not expecting him to, you know, um, so to speak, follow in his footsteps or do what he did or do it at a level like he did he or did, right. or even some situations dads live vicariously through their sons in situations right. like that. And so, I've seen that. yeah, so for him to just allow his son to be was it was touching to me to see. And, and that was a good that's a good field, good final thought um, candidate for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So shout out to Mark Turgeon. Yes. Um, I, his son's name escaped me just that quickly. I can't remember. But shout out to him. He yes. is he is a, a freshman at Catholic University. Yeah. Um, in Washington D.C. The camps is you know are about seven miles apart. Yep, that's the other crazy thing. Like you 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 literally could have just gone even if you didn't go to school to play basketball, you probably could have just still gone to the still university. gone to school. But no, and, and with tuition, uh, with tuition remission, that, that's a tongue tie. Uh, he he would have gone to school for free. It wasn't exactly. like he would have had to come out of the pocket. Or anything exactly, like that, so. and I imagine that's a lot of the time why they go to school with their dads, coach. Yeah, but either way, like it's just it's a good story. Good story. I'm, I'm yeah, good one, good one, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a good way to end the podcast on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, We thank you guys for listening again this week. Yes, thank you. We're going to, we again sincerely apologize for last week. We hope that you guys come back and listen. Um, And we're just excited for, uh, you know, what this podcast is going to bring. Yeah. And the things that we're going to do next week, we are going to attempt. And I actually don't even want to, maybe we we just table that. Because if we don't get it, we don't want to have anybody looking like, well, you said you was going to have this and that yeah. and the third. So we may have a surprise for you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. Good good way to do it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk to you guys next week. All right. See ya.